Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 60. My name is Neil. I'm joined here with Brent. How you doing? I'm Brent. Uh, this is a milestone episode number 60. All right. Yeah. This, we've done more episodes than years you've been alive now. So <laughs> uh, we're coming along. Uh, just straight up, this is probably going to be a shorter podcast than normal. We filmed seven videos earlier, I believe. Uh, and time is an issue today so we're just gonna try and keep this one a little bit shorter than normal some people will be pleased about that some people won't be uh but just quickly the seven videos were about the paul byron suspension uh the uh, johansson suspension the world cup announcement the tuka rask um c- potential concussion well we ranked some denmark logos uh we did the jersey giveaway video we did some floorball logo videos on the second channel ssl and the Sally Bandy, I believe it's called, League. Something Finland. like that, yeah. Yeah. So we, we filmed all those. I still have two hockey card videos to edit and release as well. And uh, so, yeah, we majority of the morning was spent doing those, and now we're just going to kind of rip through this podcast a little quicker than normal. We're obviously going to go over the the games from last night, the Saturday games, talk a little bit about the Sunday games today, and uh, I've got one more topic after that to discuss and that's probably going to be it for me for this podcast. But uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to start with the uh, games from last night. Sounds good to me. So we'll start on, as they happened, the Anaheim-New Jersey game came first. Anaheim won 3-2, to two, and Terry got his first NHL goal in that game. Did you did you see that one? Uh, which one was that? Uh, Troy Terry got his first, first goal. I think I did, yes. He, he was lighting it up in the AHL, so they called him up. Yeah. A little, little more life for the team, and uh, yeah, he got his first goal. Now... Did you see the shot total in this game? Were you watching this game at all? I saw I saw pieces, but I did not watch it all. So uh, it was about midway through the third. The game was almost over. Anaheim had 12 shots. <laughs> they were leading 3-2, to two, I think at that point, 3-1, but they only had 12 shots. On, mean, on Blackwood, of all people, who has been? Like that's... Yeah, he's been playing well. I don't remember. Like, There's been some low shot totals in games, but I don't remember... The last time I saw one in low teens, not even teens, it was 12. So, Well, the Flyers were headed that way last night, but we'll get to that game. Yeah. Ah, uh, goodness. Anyways, that, that's actually a pretty big win for Anaheim. They're two in a row now after that absolutely crazy almost 12-game losing streak, I think it was. So good to see them get two in the in the W column. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else scored in that game? Um, For Anaheim? Sprong. Yeah, Daniel yes. Sprong. And, and we've watched him from here. Because he had his, his junior career was right here in our community. That trade still doesn't make sense to me. No, Pittsburgh had him, and they didn't make great use of him, in my view. And then they shipped him away before they saw his full potential. So good for Anaheim to have him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, just gonna check the time. Okay. Uh, the next game was the Colorado and the LA game. Now this was, to be honest, I predicted LA to win this game. I believe, if I remember correctly. I really thought that LA was going to hand it to Colorado because Colorado's been struggling a little bit. They've been pretty inconsistent. Lost a lot of games recently, but they looked so good last night. Did they ever? They won 7-1. Terrible defensive game by LA. That was probably one of the worst defensive games I've seen by any team this mm-hmm. season and probably last season as well. Mm-hmm. It was just god awful and Quick wasn't that great either. There's just so much standing still by the the LA defenders that it was you can't like that Colorado top line, you can't give them any space. No. And they gave them all kinds of space, and they took advantage of it, and that's why it was 7-1. It was just it was just crazy. 
It was crazy. And the one goal, well, well, when L.A. finally scored, they had to call it back because it was kicked in. And they had to get another goal later to, yeah. to, to break the shutout when Kovalchuk finally scored. But it was too late, way too late. And it was a five-on-three. It took them a five-on-three to score a goal. <laughs> it so, was yeah. terrible, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the game after that was the St. Louis and Ottawa game. St. Louis won 3-2, to two, so St. Louis starting to play a little bit better, mm-hmm. starting to get more consistent goaltending. Uh, Bennington was great. Anderson was great, too. But I thought the really impressive stat in this game was the uh, St. Louis face-off stat. St. Louis isn't a great face-off team, but they were 54% in the dot last night. Oh, so, well, that's good. Um, that's definitely a, a step in the right direction for St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, Bennington was was great again. So, uh, um, There was uh, some, some really pretty goal, uh, the last one that St. Louis scored, actually. And it was the one to go ahead. Because Ottawa had actually tied the game 2-2 with a shorthanded goal early in the third. And it was somewhat in dispute where how the game would go at that point. But DeMello had this, it, was, it looked like it was a set play. It was uh, a long, long clear, and it went in and bounced. And Pareko, I think it, Pareko, no, Payarvi got it. And uh, it, no, DeMello, sorry, DeMello made the long clear, clear. And it ended up bouncing off a skate, but still counted, and it went in. It was a Broussard skate. Yeah, but it really looked like a set it did. Play. And yeah. a lot of teams are starting to do that now. Even when they're not killing a penalty, they'll pound that puck deep as if it's going to be an icing. But they have one guy, a speedy guy, who's down in there and beats the icing out. Next thing you know, they got to play in there. Yeah, I've seen Nashville do that a couple times. I've seen Calgary do that a couple times. Yeah, starting. Um, it looks, it's a great idea. It is, yeah. yeah. If, you can, if you can execute it properly, it's a good play. Yeah. Uh, the game after that was the Dallas-Winnipeg game. Dallas won 4-2. to and uh, Dallas almost blew the f- that three nothing lead there. They got up quick in that game, up three nothing on a pretty good team, Winnipeg. But then Winnipeg bounced back and scored two goals very quickly. And there was just a lot of weird bouncy goals in that game. Like that last goal that Dallas scored, it was a tip by Sagan, I believe, in front of the net, and it hit the ice and it bounced up, and then it came back down, hit the ice, and it bounced back up and went off the goalie. And there's just a lot of weird, uh, weird deflections in that game sometimes you just don't get the bounces yeah it happens to every team <clears throat> yeah and uh, dallas was two for seven on the power play i think any team would like to have that stat yeah really and winnipeg had a couple of power plays but didn't do anything with them winnipeg's been like so inconsistent lately like they're they're pretty much the same team they were last year yeah without the extreme consistent goaltending and they're just they're, i tweeted yesterday about montreal i said montreal beats the teams that they shouldn't and loses against teams that they should always beat uh, i think winnipeg's kind of in that ballpark as well this this year they're mm-hmm. they play so well sometimes against incredible teams and then they'll play a random bottom feeder team and then and then lose it just not that dallas is a bottom feeder team they're in in the mid pack they're mm-hmm. um on that playoff in in a road section there so. yeah they're in the bubble area but still i'm <clears throat> i i would have predicted that winnipeg would win that game but yeah Uh, You mentioned this yesterday when we were uh, peeking in on the game, or you had showed it to me, that uh, Dallas wore a a cool practice jersey. Yes, I was going to mention this and I forgot. They wore the, uh, just for for the warm-ups, they wore Adidas, not practice jerseys, uh, warm-up jerseys for, to pay homage to the, um, uh, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Texans, but no, no, no. no, no. Don't go there again. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, yeah, they were pretty cool. I really like them because it kind of goes, plays into the video that we did on the second channel about if MLDB teams were mm-hmm. hockey teams, what would their jerseys look like? Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's, I'd be cool to see more now teams do that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> uh, the next game, a very important game, the Rangers versus Boston. Uh, the Rangers won 3-2, to two, and the Rangers have now won three in a row. Lundqvist with a milestone uh, win for that game. And now we've I already mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. We've made a video discussing the Tuka Rask concussion. You haven't seen it yet. You'll see it soon. Uh, so we're not going to comment on it a lot in this video just because I want to want people to watch that other video. But we're aware of it. We've seen it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but that was a... Well, that wasn't an important win for the Rangers. It was, but it was an, it was a devastating loss for for Boston. That's more right. So that's right. Th- those should have been easy points for Boston. Mm-hmm. It sucks what happened to Tukarask. They still couldn't get it done. Um, so that was a, that was actually a huge loss for Boston. And in the video that that we'll be showing in parallel at, at some point, I wondered if this happened in the second period when when uh, Halak came in after Rask was hurt. It actually was very late in the first. In the first, yeah. And then afterwards, Halak was in. He only faced 13 shots for the rest of the game and let in two goals. Yeah, he's been pretty good this year. But he has been, but he was cold coming he in. He wasn't mentally prepared to no. play that game, so no. maybe that's it. Could be. Because he had time. Like, New York didn't really put their foot on the gas and get away until uh, Halak had lots of time to get into the game. Yep. Like, a whole second period went by. Uh, there was Zibanejad had scored, uh, making it 2-1. Two, two to one. And it wasn't that bad at that point. But uh, then the Rangers, after Boston had actually tied the game with Marchand's goal, Zibanejad scored again the power play, and uh, and that did put it away. But Halak was, had, had time by then to, he did. to he get did in the rhythm, sure. yeah. and he still didn't. That's the first time they've met this season, by the way. Really? It is. They play four games, but all of them start now. So this is game one of a series of four. That's strange because there's certain teams who have who face teams four times a year in divisions and have already played They're all already four done. games. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's very strange. Works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the game after that was one that we watched the most of, the Philadelphia versus Montreal game. Philadelphia won to 5-2. to two. Niemi was not great. So many giveaways in classic Montreal form. Drouin was the culprit behind about 80% of them. Uh, I'm not going to be a broken record. And we're not going to talk about this every single week, but we're tired of it. So. Mm-hmm. And and it's he has flashes of brilliance in the offensive zone. He's often very weak defensively. Occasionally he'll he'll be strong in in his own zone. Occasionally, so he's capable. It's just a matter of consistency. Yeah. Now Montreal's a tired team. They came out pretty strong in the first period, and frankly, I think that uh, uh, Montreal could have had a two or three goal lead in the first had the bounces gone the right way. Carter Hart was outstanding. Yep. And Montreal couldn't get anything by him. And then by the second period, middle of the second, Montreal really started to run out of gas. This was this was the eighth game in 13 days. It was the fourth game in six days. Yeah. And they were just running out of gas. And that's not an excuse. It's a reason. Because in the past, and I've said this to you, Montreal has played teams that were coming off of a back-to-back the night before where Montreal's waiting for them. Yep. And, and I think the last three times that's happened, Montreal's won those games and beaten up on those teams. Or at least two of the three times they did that. So... I don't think it's fair when Montreal gets an advantage because of that, and I also don't think it's necessarily fair when the, the NHL schedule is such that you play so many back-to-back games. That's that's the third set of double games Montreal played in the last 13 mm. days, and that's just crazy. But they did come out flying in that first period. The shots were 14 to one at, oh, at yeah. one point. Like, yeah. So it's I don't maybe they just tired themselves out too much in the first period. Or something. I think that's what it was. And and uh, someone said I think it was in the Athletic. Arpin Basu had written. I, d- I don't watch The Simpsons, but apparently there's an episode where Homer Simpson is fighting some boxer, 
and he does the rope-a-dope thing like Ali would have done back in the 70s yeah. against Frazier. And you basically don't even fight for a while and let the other guy tire himself out, and then you clean him up, finish him off. Mm. And I think that's kind of what happened last night. Yeah, maybe, eh? I think Montreal came out through everything they had at Carter Hart and the Flyers, and the Flyers bent, but they didn't break. And then by the time Montreal got out of gas, Philadelphia just owned the game. Yeah, after Car- that. Carter Hart was really, really good last he night. He really was, yeah. And, uh, you know... It was Max Domi bobblehead night. Would have been a good night to win. I guess. Domi actually did had a good game because yep. he's been in a, quite a slump until the last three or four games ago, and then he caught his caught his wind again. But uh, it was Max Domi bottle, bobblehead night. Uh, have to say again, Don Cherry, we talked about him before where he can't say some names. He did it again last night. He called Roberto Luongo, Lolongo, uh, during Coach's Corner. Uh, Mark Bergevin has been the GM of Montreal since 2012, I believe. But Don Cherry called him Bergeron. <laughs> and then Craig Simpson, who's the color guy, who was working with, I think it was, was it Jim Houston was calling yeah, the game? Craig, he called him Bergeron too. It's Bergevin. Oops. Guys, this is your life. You get paid to do this. Get these names right. We're just idiots on YouTube. Come on. That's right. <laughs> like we even try to pronounce. Like we, I go ahead ahead of time and try to find ways to properly pronounce Finnish and Swedish and, and other players so I don't screw it up too many times. But guys, you're getting paid a lot of money to, to pronounce a hockey player's name. Do it. Or even a general manager who's a Canadian, a French-Canadian, Bergevin. Do it. We made the, the uh, comment in last night's game about uh, Joel Armia, is how the North yes. Americans pronounce it. But yeah. Jim Houston decided to say his first name correctly, Yoel. Yoel. But still said his last name, Armia. So it was <laughs> Yoel Armia. But his last name is actually pronounced Armia. Armia. So it's Yoel Armia. So if you're going to pronounce the first name right, then why not pronounce the last name right? That's right. If you're going to get it right, get it all right. Yeah. Or just get it all wrong and forget it. Yeah. If it doesn't matter, then don't worry about it. <laughs> just <laughs> pronounce it wrong. Apparently it doesn't bother you when it's Bergevin or exactly. Luongo. Now, if Montreal had won that game, you know what would have happened? They'd be up here. They would have been up here. They would have been, I believe, right behind um, Vegas here. I would have been able to reach up and touch them. Yeah. But no. No. Don't give me that. Now they have like 10 days off. They got one game in 10, ga- 10 days, I think. So the, the chances of them getting up there in the next three weeks are pretty minuscule. Pretty now that all those teams indeed. behind them can have a chance to catch up. And use up those games at hand. Yeah. There's about four or five teams in the league that have played the maximum number of games right now, and that's 50, and Montreal is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Nashville's another, and there's a few others in the West. Montreal, I think, is the, the only team in the East that has played 50 games. So all these other teams are now going to start burning up their games in hand, and they're going to go past Montreal on the standings, which is the way it works. That's fine. I have a funny feeling, though, that even after 10 days, Montreal may still be in the picture, although... Barely. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because Boston, that's a team that really could have used its game in hand last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, time. pooped in the bed. Pooped, pooped heavy. It was a heavy poop. Pooped heavy, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the next game, the Tampa Bay Lightning and San Jose Sharks game. Tampa Bay won 6-3. to three. Did you think Jones looked tired in that game? Well, I couldn't tell because he had a mask on. No, no, but just, his lateral movement was so slow. Was, oh, I, I didn't pay that much attention. Yeah, he really hasn't been that great this year. I thought he looked really tired last night. Uh, Vasilevsky was was great, 36 mm-hmm. saves. Did you see at the end of the game how he reacted? He looked pissed, and I don't know why. Well, Sorensen scored on him with like 
seconds to go. Maybe it's six it was, three. Who cares? It was yeah, already but, six two. It's not like he's yeah. But had if a it show. was six two, you're probably your goals against average is going to improve a little bit after that game. But if it's six three, it's not. It's gonna it's gonna worsen. It, it could be something as simple as that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He, like he had thirty six saves. I mean, it's not like he only had. 15 saves and let in three goals. I mean, that's a lot of sh- lot of saves already, 36, yeah. so. He's a perfectionist. He wants the best out of himself. I guess. And the guys in front of him. Yeah, I know. But and he's used to getting it. I was. I thought that maybe someone had hit him or something like that. I didn't I didn't see it, but he looked pissed. He, like, he was yeah. almost ignoring his own players when they came to congratulate him. Oh. So. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was strange. If anyone knows, let me know down in the comments. Yeah, I didn't really notice that, so. Uh, the game after that was the Florida-Nashville game. Uh, Florida won 4-2. to two. It was their 8 Hundredth franchise win. I saw that. Um, Saros was <clears throat> meh. Yeah, he let in some meh goals. Uh, I thought Reimer was great. Seven, Thirty-seven saves. Uh, Florida was fifty-eight percent in the faceoff dot against Nashville. One of the strongest teams right up the middle, right behind Philadelphia. Like Nashville's always been a, a, a really great faceoff team in the past three or four years, mm-hmm. and uh, Florida wiped the bed with them last night, fifty-eight percent. Did so. you see that weird save that Reimer made? There was a delayed penalty. He was on his way to the bench for the sixth yeah. attacker. He was halfway to the blue line, and one of his own guys had passed the puck back to start up a rush. And Reimer saw it going, and he dove back and stopped it. So it was a that save. Was weird. He was a long way from the crease, but it was. I don't know if you count that as a save or not. You should. It was really Is it good. A save. If your own player shoots at, at your net? Well, it would have been a shot on goal if it had gone in, I think. And Do they goal. count that as a shot on goal? I think they have to. I think a shot on goal is anything that would score but for the goalie being there. I guess, because Line scored in his net two years ago, I think. Yeah, it would have to and be a shot. And that would have to be a shot. And it would be credited to the last opposing player that had touched it, I guess. I don't know. It's an interesting exercise. Yeah, I don't know. I have to run that by the GMs at their next meeting. That's see what right. See think of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was cool. That's um, that was a pretty poor loss for for Nashville. They could have used those two points because yeah. they would have been, uh, I believe, above Vegas potentially, or just behind them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, anyways, Minnesota and Columbus was the game after that. Minnesota won two to one. I thought Minnesota played an absolutely fantastic defensive game. Sixty six percent in the faceoff circle, only allowed twenty shots. They really kept Columbus to the outside of of uh, the net. Not a lot of net presence by by Columbus. Uh, I just thought Minnesota just did a fantastic defensive job, and that's the style of hockey that they're really good at. So, And that's a great way to cap off what was yesterday, Hockey Day in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, Bemidji was the uh, the home base of Hockey Day this year, and it was cold. I mean, it's cold here. Yeah. But this is a place where it's not usually as cold as Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota was really cold. Montreal was cold last night, too. Yeah. It's like minus 37 or something like that. To, that'd be wind chill, but. Well, whatever. It's fake. Wind chill is fake. It's not fake. It is fake. It should be just the temperature. And obviously it's windy, it's good, but it's it's the same damn temperature. The wind doesn't make the temperature colder. No, but it feels like. It Feel, feels like. like uh, if, okay, hold on. If you go outside and it's yeah. minus 10, mm-hmm. you can stay out there for five minutes. Right. I'll say. You come back inside, you're cold. If it's minus 10, but it feels like minus 30 because of the wind. You go out there for five minutes and come back inside. You are significantly colder. You, you I don't doubt that. It takes you probably four or five times longer to warm up than it did at just minus 10. That's fine. Just don't put a number on it. Just don't give us a fake number. It's not fake. You have to calculate it somehow. How do you do it? You, by the wind. <laughs> by the wind speed. You just add the wind speed to it, the temperature. That's why it's called feels like temperature. It's like the stupid Humidex. Yeah, it's going to be uh, plus 30 today. It's going to feel like plus 45. Exactly. Like, why? It's plus 30. 
That's hot already. No, but it's hot. Ninety-seven percent of people don't care what the actual temperature is. They care what the feels like temperature is. Well, they need to educate themselves. They need to smart. It's not about edu- 97% education. Ninety-seven percent of people are dumb. You know. <laughs> well, I won't argue with that. It's but. a real number. Come on. Use the real number. But people don't care. You go outside, you feel a temperature. They don't care what the actual temperature is. They care about what they feel. And what they feel is minus 30 because of the wind chill, then it's minus 30. I'm tired of people talking about their feelings. (laughs) Well, well, holy. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, where were we? I don't know. (laughs) Minnesota won. Congratulations. (laughs) Good for Minnesota. Well done. Uh, The game after that was the Vegas Golden Knights-Pittsburgh game. Uh, Pretty important game because... Marc-Andre Fleury gets to play his old team. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vegas won 7-3. to three. Pretty even game stat-wise. If you looked at the stat sheet, it was like face-offs, uh, body checks. Like everything was pretty even along along the the whole st- stat sheet. And even the game was pretty even into the second period. Oh, yeah, it was like 3-3. Uh, three, three. It was 3-1 three, going in for Vegas into the second. Pittsburgh scored actually three goals, and they only got credit for two of them. One was called back. Uh, yeah, Malkins kicked it in. Yeah. So, but it, you know, they actually tied the game. It was three uh, three for quite a while yeah. before uh, Vegas scored two late ones in the third, and then two more in the or in the second, and two more in the third. It's a really exciting game to watch. <clears throat> yeah, and, and how do you feel though if you're Vegas and you're Nathan Schmidt or you're Cody Eakin and your team's just blown out uh, recent Stanley Cup champion seven to three, yet you're both sitting there at a minus one? Yeah, I. I don't know. I, you're not on the ice for anything. Well, you might be on the ice for one good thing. Some of those guys don't get a lot of offensive opportunities, though, so they may only be on the ice for defensive matchups. And yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, though. I but when you see a, an overwhelming victory like that and there's guys in the roster that are minus anything, it's like, what, what happened there? Well, it's like when, I think Kucherov, it was like three or four weeks ago, he had 11 points in three games or something, and he was a plus one. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, <yeah>. what? <laughs> that's a good stat. <laughs> Uh, the last game of the night was the Calgary-Edmonton game. Uh, Calgary won 5-2. to two. Did you see the Koskinen save? I did. That was amazing. I did. He, he was. It's a shame he couldn't come away with a win. I know. With that kind of performance. He made a few dandy saves. He really did, saves. yeah. He was fantastic. And it, but it wasn't the, 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 the game that Calgary-Edmonton usually is. A battle of Alberta. You want You want elbows. You want some knuckle-chucking. You want some real hate. I didn't feel any hate. No, I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see the second goal by Calgary? Uh, that would be kind of a, Giordano's uh, goal. It was kind of a broken giveaway play by Edmonton. Then it landed in front of the net. Uh, they, the goalie made the initial save, went down, and the four Edmonton players were literally just standing there with their sticks down, like doing nothing. And then the Calgary player was in between all four of them, like right in the middle and then scored. It was just a complete lack of effort by Edmonton in that goal. It was just absolutely pathetic. I thought I was watching the Montreal Canadiens. Calgary's fourth goal was weird too, because there was Caleb Jones had the puck and he passed it back intending to hit uh, Larson with the pass. But Michael Backlund was right there. Yeah. Got the puck, walked in, scored. That was weird, yeah. It's like, what the heck was that? <laughs> I had to watch it about three times to figure out, like, how did, how could that play develop like that? I know. And it did. It was like, did, they, did you guys just trade for Drew? Huh? Did you because, get Drew on your team? Because Calgary just had the puck. Yeah. Uh, and it was Gaudreau that went to go, I think, backhanded up the ice, but he kind of fanned on it and didn't get as far. So Calgary actually gave the puck away there. <laughs> And then, but they got it back and scored. Like it just, like what? <laughs> like Anyways. on those nights, you're just not going to win yeah, the game, guys. But, uh, it doesn't matter how hard you try, it's not going to happen. Johnny Gaudreau, Monahan, and Giordano, I thought all played, uh, all had a really, really strong game. 
Um, and it is a shame that Costin couldn't get that win because he did play good. Yeah, Lucic's uh, goal, Edmonton's second goal in the power play the in the in. third. That was a nice, yeah, nice, uh, nice touch on that. It was one. yeah. He, yeah. Do you know he scored four goals in the last six games? I think I didn't know that. Do you know how many games it took to score his last four goals previous to these four goals? <laughs> I don't know. Ninety three games. Oh my god. <laughs> Back to the New Jersey-Anaheim game, the first one you mentioned. Okay. You asked me if I'd watched it, and I said I didn't. But I actually remember now that I had fast-forwarded through, because I did record it. Okay. And I came across a fight. I don't know if you knew about the fight, but Manson and Bastion went at it. I didn't see that. I usually, I'm subscribed to a YouTube channel that posts all the fights, and sometimes they're delayed by a couple this of days. This was a pretty so. good one. Yeah? This was a pretty good one. And Bastion was given quite a bit of credit for going up against Manson because he's quite a heavy hitter. All right. And it was pretty even. And I think Bastion ended up on top at the end, more of a wrestling thing at the end. But they, they were chucking some good ones. So right. I'll go check to have out. a look for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today's games, any, do you plan on watching any of them? Um, I'm going to tape the Washington-Chicago game. It's on NBC. So I'm going to uh, PVR that. Yep. I'll probably also PVR the Toronto game. I was going to say, that's probably the game I'm going to watch. Yeah. I won't be up late enough to watch Carolina-Edmonton, even though we're having a cranking storm here right now. And there's a probably a 50-50 chance that work will be canceled tomorrow. I don't want to risk it because if I stay up late, work will not be canceled. Yeah. But if I go to sleep early, work will be canceled. So <laughs> Just the way it goes. Yeah. And I have a laptop at home. I can log in from home if it is canceled. I'm still working. So I don't really gain That's right. anything if work is canceled. So I still have to get up early and be prepared to go to work yeah. or do work from home. So I won't be watching that game, but I'll probably PVR it if I can find it. All right. But those are the two I'm interested in. I'm, I'm Well, I'm interested in all the games. Anaheim Islanders, I'm very interested in. Yes, me too. Because the Islanders are fighting with Montreal for a, a spot. Or will be. The Islanders are temporarily, I think, in the top of the, they are. the metro. But I don't think that'll last. But Anaheim's in there now. Anaheim's a little tired. They played last night. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to your list. Go ahead. No, uh, first game, who do you predict? Washington, Chicago? Um, I think Washington is, is strong and they, they will go into Chicago and win this game. I agree. I think so. Anaheim Islanders? I I want Anaheim to win in quite a bad way, but Anaheim's tired from last night, so I think the Islanders have been sitting home waiting for them. I think they'll win. I agree. Mm-hmm. Detroit versus Vancouver. They're this, fairly close in talent. One. It's a tough one yeah. to call, but uh, I give Vancouver home ice advantage on this. Detroit's on the road, probably a little tired. They, neither of them played last night, but uh, Vancouver's sitting there. The, Pedersen's back. Is he? Nice. I think. Is he? Uh, I don't know. I think he should be by, back by now. He was skating... Uh, I don't know if he was taking contact, but he was skating. I saw I saw some pictures two days ago, some film or film some video. Film. <laughs> Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> I saw some video of him uh, doing some skating drills, and he looked really stout. Okay, he looked really good. There's no favoring of his knee or anything. He was cranking, so I think he's probably ready to go. Hmm. Um, so hopefully he'll be in the lineup tonight. And if he is, I think that's even more so. I'm picking Vancouver. I am also picking Vancouver, uh, Arizona, and Toronto. Um, again, I want Arizona to win, but I think Toronto is going to win this game. I think Toronto is going to win this game as well, but I think Arizona, they might shock some people tonight. They might win. I still think Toronto's going to win. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Carolina, Edmonton. And Edmonton, I think they're pissed after last night. And Edmonton has been pissed before. I think one or two weeks ago, they were on a four or five game losing streak and they went into Anaheim, I think, and I picked them to win. Yeah. And you said, nah, no, no, no. And they ended up winning. Not because I said anything <laughs> about it. But I think when Edmonton uh, needs to turn something around, as I really think they do last night, they probably had quite a dressing room discussion after the game. I think they'll come out a much different, much better team tonight. Okay. So I think they'll win. Well, there's a trade this week. Uh, Niederreiter went to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the coach said to, to Niederreiter after their 
Carolina's loss, his first game with Carolina. No. He apologized and said that this is not re- representative of what this team is about. Uh, he was very embarrassed by it. So I think that Carolina's going to come out tonight rolling. So the, a coach apologized to a player. To so the new player to the team. That's new. <laughs> That's well, new. That's happened. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. That's the only one well, we disagree on, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a hockey follower like you are, so mine are mostly rectally extracted integers. <laughs> REIs. Yeah. And yours are more thoughtful because you actually follow this better. Yeah, but that's the bad thing. I went, I was like 16, 35 this week in predictions. All the teams I thought were going to win lost. So sometimes you do overthink it. Mm-hmm. And by you, I mean me. Yeah. Um, now, we talked about Saturday games. We talked about Sunday games. Mm-hmm. Can you humor me for a bit while I talk about playoff matchups? Sure. A 1-16 to 16 playoff matchup scenario. Mm-hmm. So if we did use that format, which I think you should, the NHL should use, 1-16, to 16, doesn't matter what, how many in each conference there are, mm-hmm. should 1-16, one, one to 16, the best 16. So the matchup would be Tampa Bay versus Dallas, Calgary versus Colorado, Winnipeg versus Buffalo, San Jose versus Pittsburgh, Vegas Golden Knights versus Montreal. Ooh. Toronto versus Boston, the Islanders versus Columbus, and Nashville versus Washington. So in my scenario, I've picked winners here, and just for fun, uh, we're going to go to the second round. Okay, so I picked Tampa Bay, Calgary. I picked sorry, I picked Tampa Bay to beat Dallas. I picked Calgary to beat Colorado. I picked Winnipeg to beat Buffalo. I picked Pittsburgh to beat San Jose. Uh, so an upset there. Mm-hmm. I picked Vegas to beat Montreal. I picked Boston to beat Toronto because Toronto, for whatever reason, has trouble with with Boston. They get the yips. Yeah, I picked the Islanders to beat Columbus. Yeah, I and I picked Washington to beat Nashville. I think Washington, I think Washington can take down Nashville. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means that Tampa Bay plays Pittsburgh, Calgary plays Boston, Winnipeg plays Washington, and the Islanders play Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't that be the most awesome way to line up the playoffs? Yes, it would. All those fantastic matchups. I know. That normally you'd have to wait till the finals to see some of these teams ever play each other, ever in the history of time. Yeah. And now because we have this stupid split and the the weird, weird weird-ass way that they have, it's just awful. You create new rivalries with this Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this way here, the, the way they're running it now, you're guaranteed to knock really good teams out early. Yeah. Because they're playing other really good teams early. Yeah. Yeah, that way, Stupid. way better. Uh, I picked Tampa to beat Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I picked Calgary to beat Boston. If I'm, I'm assuming Calgary's getting some pretty consistent goaltending here. Okay. Uh, I picked Washington to beat Winnipeg. feel like they can... Winnipeg's been a little in, inconsistent this year. Mm-hmm. And I picked the Vegas Golden Knights to beat the Islanders. So that means Tampa Bay plays Washington. Oh, re- man. Rematch of the conference finals from last year. And Calgary plays Vegas, which is a typical... Conference finals, you get an East playing an East team, and you get a West playing a West team. It's funny how that worked out. Mm-hmm. I've picked Tampa Bay to beat Washington. I think it's revenge time. And I've picked Calgary to beat Vegas. I think that if Calgary can get consistent goaltending, they are a true contender this year. And so, and I think they could take down Vegas. I've got a good feeling about Calgary now. So it's my finals is Tampa Bay, Calgary. And you might say, well, you just picked the top two teams in the 
That's because right it all now. works out the way it's supposed to. I just think that they, it does. It could potentially work out that way. So Tampa versus Calgary, I have not, I didn't pick a winner for the cup, but I just thought it was interesting how oh, it is. that can happen. When you went through all of your first round matchups, yep. there's one matchup that actually is the matchup now under the Toronto existing Boston. system. That's Toronto-Boston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other matchups right now in the uh, East, Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh would be the current match. Islanders-Montreal would be the current match. And Washington-Columbus. Again. Play. Again. Once again. Mm. In the West, uh, Calgary-Minnesota. Vegas-San Jose. Oh, yeah. Match or rematch. Winnipeg-Dallas still. Nice. That's been there for a while, I think, that matchup. And Nashville and Colorado. Rematch again. Yep. So. Yep. Interesting. Uh, like it's nice to see these teams play each other again in the playoffs and stuff. Rivalries are great. Be kind of like if you're a fan of like, I like when Montreal plays Boston because it's a good rivalry. But it just gets old. Like I want to see Montreal play a new team in the playoffs. It's just like it's I want to see something new, right? Like, yeah. and the way this goes, you will rarely see something new. Yeah. The way this is, I'm tired of seeing Pittsburgh play Columbus in the playoffs. Yeah, like yawn. Just show me Pittsburgh, Dallas. Like I'll watch that all day long. Yeah. Show me San Jose, Florida. Sure, I'll watch that definitely. Like I want to see something new. I don't want to see Anaheim play L.A. or Anaheim play St. Louis or San Jose. Like, oh, that'd be too much travel in the first round. You'd have teams traveling across the continent three or four times to get the first round. Too bad. Well, that, suck it up. That's the thing. Every single team's in the same situation. That's right. Every team. You you agree upon you agree upon it. The owners agree upon it. Toronto may may end up playing Boston in the first round. Yeah. But Toronto may also end up playing Los Angeles in the first round. You don't know. You roll the dice. You don't know. That's right. And it may come to pass that San Jose is playing L.A. in the first round or if San Jose is playing the Islanders in the first round. Yeah. Like, let it let it happen. Look at football. If Toronto plays Tampa Bay, that flight is three and a half hours, three hours, yeah. something like yeah, that. that's about it. If Toronto plays Los Angeles, that flight is... Four, maybe. Four at the most, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Travel time really isn't that insignificant. Not, it's it's a time change thing is the is a real thing. So yeah. and adjust the possible. time a little bit. You can play with the time. Sure, why not? You can say you can have a six p.m. start on the West Coast if you want to. Sure, you can do everything anything you want. Anything you want. It's the playoffs. You got power. You're millionaires, people. You run the show. Yeah, you can do it. We're just here to whine about it, but you're the, there to do it. Exactly. Do it. Listen. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. I got other things. No, that's all I got. It's, you, could, you can take over. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you can I, have a sleep now. And I'll I've talk. got about seven hours to work. I've worked to do after this. So, the, uh, There was another game I watched on Saturday, and that was the Cleveland Monsters playing in Laval oh, yeah, against that. the Laval Rocket. Mm-hmm. I watched it uh, sur le canal français, and it was really good hockey. It really is. This is the American Hockey League, so one step below the NHL, but a lot of the players on the teams, our teams, are players' names you've heard before. Of course, we watch a lot of Montreal, so we've, you know, Learn Out is on the team, Xavier Ouellette and guys like that are uh, playing for Laval. It ended up being a tie after regulation and nothing was resolved in overtime. So they ended up uh, having a shootout. Cleveland won the shootout, but they had to go extra rounds to do it. Mm. It was uh, really quite a good game. I was uh, quite impressed with that. Um, now, Montreal or the Montreal organization has a new goalie uh, playing. Okay. Connor Lacouvet. Ever heard of Connor Lacouvet? No. Well, he's playing very, very well. Since he came over to uh, the Rocket until last night's game, he was 4-0 and <laughs> since joining the team. Oh, they would have... McNevin. Charlie Lindgren. Lindgren, yeah. And McNevin. McNevin. 
And Lingren, I think, is still, I think he's still injured. Yeah. 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 So, bang, Hmm. look at that. And uh, now he has an overtime loss or a shootout loss last night, but he's got nine out of a possible 10 points. He went into the game with a 2.18 average. His goals, uh, his goals per game or his uh, save percentage was 9-1-1. Not bad at all. I don't know where he came from. But McNiven was the backup in the, in the game last night, and uh, Lacouve played really, really well. I have not checked the AHL standings in a couple of months. Do you know where these teams are? I well, yeah, uh, sixth. Montreal is sixth. I'm not sure where Cleveland is, but the San Jose Barracudas are walking away. Not walking away. They've got a four point uh, lead in the West, and in the East, the Charlotte Checkers are 13 points ahead of the second place team with 64 points. I don't know where the rest all shake out. Yeah, um, who's BRI? Um, BRI, or East or West? Atlantic. Hmm? Is that the know. Ottawa team? Uh, no, that'd be the Binghamton Senators. Right. Who the hell's BRI? I don't know. We should know. I know, right? I don't know these abbreviations. I'm not. I don't watch a lot of AHL. In fact, I don't watch any AHL. The AHL was reorganized a couple of times since we last followed it closely. When we had an AHL team in Fredericton. We had the Albany River Rats and all that, and we get, that's what we're used to. And then the AHL became a, a coast-to-coast league. It was only in the Atlantic for a mm-hmm. long time. And the, the out West, they had other leagues. Now the AHL has grown out there, so it's kind of hard to follow. Bridgeport. Bridgeport, okay. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland and Laval both have, th- have 43 points. Hmm. Um, yeah, wow, they're... Man, Charlotte, 64 points. That's crazy. Crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. They are the Tampa Bay Lightning of... Yeah, they are. ...of the AHL right now. Yeah, they're doing well. Hmm. All right. I've well, taken a look that. at some other leagues as well. Uh, so every so often, we'll pop on over to across the Atlantic Ocean and see how things are going over there. Um, Cardiff is way ahead in the EIHL. They have 60 points right now. Uh, on 37 games played. Belfast is in second place with 53 points. And while we are taping, recording, filming this right now, those two teams are playing each other. Oh, cool. And uh, Manchester, i got to talk about Manchester for a minute. Uh, they're in seventh place out of the top eight, which doesn't sound great, but they're on a five-game, at least five-game winning streak. Their form right now is currently, they've won the last five games, as has Cardiff. So okay. Manchester's on fire. They're doing well in the EIHL. Uh, the top four scorers in the league are all Canadians. I'm sure you're not shocked by that. Oh. In the Czech Extra Liga, Trinec is uh, is uh, at the top of the standings. Okay. And uh, they're playing Pilsen today. Uh, Rungsted is leading in Denmark. In the Liga in Finland, Karpat has got 94 points in Tapara and uh, TPS Turku are next 20 points behind. Oh, 74 wow. points. Holy. So Karpat is rolling away with that. In Germany, in the DEL, Adler Mannheim, 91 points, and they're, they're, they're also on a five-game winning streak, and they're 10 points ahead of Munich. Uh, Munich was in the Champions League, by the way, and I have a little Champions League news to tell you about. Okay. In Norway, in the Getligen, uh, Stavanger is uh, up one point over uh, Valeringa and Storhammer. 78 and 77 points, respectively. Russia in the KHL, CSKA Moscow, five points up and everybody else with 86. So that's... In the West. That's been a pretty consistent trend in the KHL for yeah, a bit. 
And in the East, the leading team is Ekaterinburg. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have 79 points, and the next closest team has only 71. So they're, hmm. they've got a good margin there. Slovakia, the uh, Chip Sport Liga, Zvolen has got 95 points, and they're two ahead of the next team. And the SHL, Lulia, is uh, 62 points, three up on a tie between Faristad and Frölunda. Mm. who are back at 59. In the Champions League, remember when we last talked about it, it was going to be Red Bull Munich against Red Bull Salzburg. Yes. And they play at a home-and-home home series, like one game in each town, and then they do an aggregate score. The first game in Munich, scoreless tie. <clears throat> okay. The second game was, I think, Wednesday, just passed, and it was scoreless for a while, but then the thing started to open up, and Munich won the game, and they played it in Salzburg, and Munich won the game, and move on now to play for Linda for the champions. Ah. And the first game is February 5th. They don't decide these things quickly because they have to fit it in with the rest of the schedule. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... So Red Bull finally has a team in the final. Do they play one game or a series? Two, two games. Two games? One game in each town, and they do an aggregate score. Now, I'm not sure. Maybe someone can comment on how it works in Champions League hockey. But in soccer and some of the other sports, it's the aggregate score, but goals you score away are worth more than goals you score at home. Why are they going to make it so complicated? Well, it's not that complicated because let's say— Just play three games. Yeah, but—no, no. Just play three games. But but you can decide it this way. An away goal is worth more. So (laughs) if it's a 1-1 tie, the road team wins. That's dumb. Who cares what do, who is the away and who's the home team? Don't play it at home and away. Play in a third party city or an arena, whatever. Yeah, and go with whatever that. country you want. I don't care. And play three games over a four day weekend or something like that. Get her done. Don't do freaking tiebreakers and don't stuff. Don't get all upset, man. I'm Jeez. pissed off. <laughs> who runs that? I need I need to make a call. Yeah, get on the blower. Get on the blower. Yeah. Well that was uh, that was fun. Anyway, so that, that's what's happening in the rest of the world of hockey. I don't think they're playing hockey in Australia right now. I think it's it's, it's summer, summertime there. Summer. So yeah, so I don't think uh, we, I don't think we've forgotten Australia. I just don't think anything's going on. Yeah, nothing hockey related going on anyway. Well, yeah, probably sure lots, lots of probably lots going on in Australia. <laughs> oh, that accent. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, terrible. All right, awful, just awful. No, there's a guy at work who does a terrible Australian accent. He thinks it's really good. So you're one up on him. <laughs> Uh, anyways, thanks for watching, guys. Sorry this is so... What? I was going to tell you something interesting. Oh, tell me. But it's not to do with hockey. Nothing to do with hockey at all. Oh, well, yeah, let's go. Um, I did some family tree research, and I found something very interesting. Oh, great. There's a tiny little hockey component to this, maybe. All right. Your sixth great-grandfather was a guy by the name of Alexander MacDonald. Okay. Okay. He was born in 1727 in Scotland. He joined the British Army and was deployed to the Americas and fought in several battles with British troops before the American Revolution. Okay. When everybody was all on the same side. All right. He fought uh, basically in the, on, in the same army as George Washington would have fought, although I don't think they crossed any paths, especially later on because uh, George Washington was at a battle. In fact, it was one of the trivia questions you asked me on the other channel couple of months ago, um, I was talking about what the Fort, I thought it was Fort Duquesne, but it turned out to be Fort Necessity. The Okay, yeah. Okay, well, Fort Duquesne does factor into this because Washington was at the original Fort Duquesne battle. 
1758, this Alexander MacDonald, your sixth great-grandfather, was in a subsequent battle in Fort Duquesne. Okay. And that's where the British got rid of the French troops that were there. So the British basically took over Fort Duquesne, which was the French name, and they rebuilt the fort and made it into a British fort and called it Fort Pitt. Okay. <clears throat> and Fort Pitt is now Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So your sixth great-grandfather was, was there. He was actually wounded in that battle in 1758 and had to leave the army for a while. He went back to New York as a merchant, and he was in New York with a family for many years, and he was a very active uh, guy in the St. Andrews Society in, in Manhattan. He lived mostly in Staten Island, but, but in Manhattan he was there a lot with his business. And he and, and hundreds of other Scotsmen had this association of Scotsmen who now lived in America. And then when the American Revolution broke out, he was on the side of the British because he'd been in the British Army earlier and quite yep. loyal to the crown. So he re-enlisted and he was a lieutenant colonel and they sent him to Halifax okay. to help run the war effort from Halifax. He would find uniforms and boots and food and stuff for all the soldiers and get them rounded up and shipped off to Boston and shipped off to New York to fight for the British in the American Revolution. He eventually went back down to New York when it was still held by the British grabbed his family, basically snuck them out of town, brought them all back to Halifax, and that's where they all were when the war ended. Then he moved over to the Miramichi, got some free land from the British, set himself up, there you are. Interesting. How cool is that? Pretty cool. So you have something to, you know, a little little tiny part of uh, the history of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hmm. It's a shame I don't like the Penguins. It is. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, interesting. Just something, you know, nothing to do with hockey in a way. But I have news. What's your news? You you already know about it though. Oh, I had to go to Halifax this week for work, uh, so I was there for drove there. Was there for probably an hour and drove home. Uh, I stopped at Pro Hockey Life in Dartmouth, which is an awesome store. If you don't know what Pro Hockey Life is, go to prohockeylife.com. But their in person store is incredible. Anyway, uh, I got to see a lot of the new jerseys, like all the. The Washington Capitals third jersey this year that we like so much it looks so great with the uniform mm -hmm. got to see it actually in person for the first time and did it look as good in person yeah oh yeah it looked way better in person it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of the other third jerseys and stuff too that I haven't seen in person yet got to see those it was pretty cool I went to their clearance section they had a bunch of Chicago jerseys on clearance and LA jerseys and a bunch of other stuff but I left that store empty-handed yep bulletin bulletin Neil post to post Walked out of a hockey store with nothing. Yeah. They didn't have anything that I felt was Maybe worthy. it's because you have more in this room than they have in that whole store. <laughs> Could that be it? No. No, <laughs> no I, was, I was there looking for a uh, Winnipeg jersey. Oh, okay. Still don't have one on, for a good deal. So, Did they, did they have an Adidas at all of oh, Winnipeg? Yeah. yeah. What do they want for them here in Canada? Uh, 200 without a name, 250 with a name. Plus tax. So... No thanks. It's not. It's not going to happen. Like I'm not spending two hundred and fifty dollars on a jersey. It's just not. Don't have the money for that. So, anyways, I have been in contacts with certain people who work for certain people, and I may be hopefully getting some good prices on some jerseys soon. So, okay. You never know. I might have some jerseys coming up for good prices. But yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. I'll um, keep you updated as well. It's still nice to be in the store, though, isn't it? To walk it is around. very nice to be in the store. I was actually looking at their stick section because I play hockey every second Sunday now, so every Sunday morning, every second Sunday morning. So 
Uh, I was looking at their sticks and stuff. So I almost actually bought a stick, but yeah. I, I usually don't get the window shopping thing. Like sometimes your mother, like we'll go to a big mall in Moncton or whatever, and she'll come out of the mall after three or four hours and got nothing. It's like, well, that was unproductive. Oh, no. <laughs> I saw all kinds of things. You know, I tried this on, tried that on, saw some stuff, but you didn't buy anything. Yeah, but that's not really the goal. It's all about being in there and the environment and the experience. I guess, yeah. And I share that a little bit when I go to my radio uh, events, yeah. conventions. I'll go into a fancy ham radio store in, in Salem, New Hampshire, and I'll just see things and not necessarily buy anything. <laughs> And there's a really cool store just outside Manchester on the Candia Road. It's called the Electronics Surplus Store. Okay. All right. And you go into this store and they've got rolls of wire. It's all old stuff. Some okay. of it older than others, but they've got rolls of wire. They've got old chassis from radios. They've got uh, little transistors. They've got connectors, wire, uh, tubing, heat shrink stuff, soldering irons, all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> But the guy who runs the store has a really funny sense of humor. And he puts up all these signs, like wire, for instance. And it's a big roll of wire, maybe this big around. Mm -hmm. And you buy it by weight. Like there's no point trying to figure out how much wire is on that roll. There might be half a mile of wire in that yeah. roll. And you can't just string it all out in the floor and measure it. That's right. So you're gonna, not going to sell it by the foot. You're going to sell it by the pound. So the sign says, we sell all wire... By the pound. The accent comes with the sign? Yes. Okay. If you want it by the foot, it's going to work like this. This wire is $2 a pound or $2 a foot. It's up to you. <laughs> like, we'll sell it by the foot. <clears throat> and then they have things like they might have 27 boxes of wall warts, like power supplies. Okay, yeah. But they'll have one out of the box and hanging with a sign on it that says, Fondling sample. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> In other words, don't don't undo any more boxes here. Look here, that's a fondling sample. That's the one you get. You can that's you can awesome. play with that one, but buy the other one. Mm. Right? So they already they take out a fondling sample of everything for you to fondle, so you don't tear up the packaging and everything else. That's awesome. I so love that. Really good signs. <laughs> the whole store is full of signs like that. They're really funny. Is that the one you got your T-shirt from? Uh, no. No, that's not. I got the T-shirt right at the flea market itself from a oh. booth that was there. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But uh, don't have that on today, yeah. no. Well, you can wear it sometimes. It's not appropriate enough to say, but maybe you can wear it some episode and people can read it on your shirt. And well, if it's probably not appropriate enough to say, it's likely not appropriate enough to uh, have on my shirt. Yeah, I guess. But it's all about building an antenna on a Sunday. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. People aren't going to get that, though. I know. I, it's a very guy-specific thing. <laughs> when you build something, you... It's, anyways. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching and listening, guys. Appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hope you can hit the subscribe button. If you're not already, like the video and uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play Music, whichever you are listening on, or any podcatcher app, um, whatever you use. I uh, really, really appreciate you guys coming back and listening and and watching each and every week. And uh, I do apologize that this pod, so this specific podcast was a little shorter shorter than normal, but I think you'll benefit um, because we have nine videos total to release in the next um, week or week and a half so um, yeah we'll see you in those and hope you have a good weekend adios <laughs>